You're listening to the Public Health Epidemiology Careers Podcast, Episode 104. Welcome to the Public Health Epidemiology Careers Podcast, where we explore public health epidemiology careers and share tips and strategies to help you enter or transition into the field. And now your host, Dr. Charlotte Hughes-Huntley. Greetings, everyone, and thank you for joining me on this episode. This episode officially marks two years of the podcast, which I'm very excited about. It is also part two of a three-part episode series devoted to professional networking. If you haven't listened to part one, be sure to go back and make sure you listen to episode 103. Now, in this episode, I will be talking about leveling up your professional networking in public health. In other words, doing something different from what you've always done, maybe even a little bit outside your comfort zone, but it will help you get better results. And I'm challenging you, but I've also accepted my own challenge and leveled up. If you haven't noticed lately on social media, I've started using videos to share my message and connect with more people, uh, expand my network. Now, this is a coaching session. I'll cover five reasons that you should be networking, and they're not generic reasons. I'm going to go deeper on this with examples. And then I'm going to share tips from previous guests on the podcast regarding the importance of networking. And then I'm going to tie these messages together at the end and give you some action steps, highlight the key takeaways. Now, links to everything that I will discuss will be found in the show notes page for this episode. So don't worry if you're busy driving or exercising or doing chores while you're listening to this episode. Just focus and listen to the message, and you can access the links by visiting the show notes page a little bit later. Now, this is a coaching session, and I'm going you know, to dive a little deeper into this topic because it deserves all of our attention. So since I'm putting in the effort to share it with you on this deep level, I'm asking you to do the same regarding your listening. And what I'm about to share will be very helpful for a lot of you. So let's jump right in. Five reasons you should be networking. Now, these are not in any specific order. I just numbered them for the sake of organizing my notes. So my number one reason is that it helps you fight the disconnected feeling that sometimes comes from not having people around you who understand what you do or understand your vision. If you have a business, for example, or if you have idea, a big idea for your career and people just don't get it. Networking can help bring, you know, you connect with more professionals and help kind of counteract this problem or this challenge. So, when people don't understand your work, I'll use the example of epidemiologists because it's hard to explain what we do to the non-scientific community and also to colleagues in public health sometimes. They don't fully understand the epidemiology. They don't understand what we're doing. So it's now don't just pull away from people and avoid talking about it because it's hard to explain. I still think it's important to practice expressing yourself, explaining what you do to the non-scientific community and to your colleagues because that's Good communication is vital, but I won't go into that. That's a different episode. <laughs> but it is important to connect with other epidemiologists because you can speak your own technical language. You can have your industry-specific conversation, explore ideas, and collaborate. And that can really help you fight that disconnected feeling, like I said, that sometimes comes from not having people around you who understand what you do. Networking can help you counteract that. So my 
Second reason that you should be networking is that it broadens your perspective about public health. We know what is possible and how other professionals are serving. And this is for students and professionals. This is one of the most important benefits for students because if you don't engage and interact with professionals in various areas of public health, then you miss out on the chance to observe true applied public health, public health in action, which looks very different from what you imagine by simply learning in the classroom. You must observe for yourself. So if you're an online student, one of the big objections I hear is that, well, I don't have people around me. Find them. You can network on LinkedIn. Find those professionals. Seek them out. You can't force anyone to talk to you. But if you network with enough people, then you'll be able to, sometimes you can, it's a collection of those little tips that they talk about and they share with you in a short message or reading their profile or watching their, reading their posts and learning from them and, and engaging with them in that way. It's a collection of, if you do enough of that, it'll help change the perspective. Then when you meet with people in person and you're able to have a conversation, that gives you another layer of communication that helps add to that information that you're collecting about what these career opportunities look like. Because you can talk to five epidemiologists and you'll get five different examples of epidemiology and what an epidemiologist does. So, The message here is to network. You must explore and observe for yourself. Nobody else can tell you what your career should look like. And they shouldn't tell you, and you shouldn't be seeking out that type of advice from people to tell you what you should do with your career, with your degree. You must engage in networking, regular networking activities, and start developing your own views and perspective about public health careers. Now, my number three reason that you should be networking is because you connect with the industry, you know, connecting with the industry prevents you from boxing yourself in, you know, boxing yourself into your own routine, into your own agenda, growing cold, you know, it prevents you from getting too comfortable and stagnant. Now, I'm going to speak directly to my senior level professionals and business owners for a moment comfortable in your role for a long time. If you get really comfortable in your routine or what you do, um, you feel like there's no reason for you to be networking because you're doing what you want to do. You're where you want to be. And that is dangerous because networking, the bit of purpose of networking, although a lot of people are doing that to find jobs and job opportunities are presented as a result of networking, but that's not the only reason to network. I'm, I'm talking through several reasons now, but if you Embrace that sort of thinking that it doesn't need your attention because you're doing the thing you want to do, you're where you want to be, you're in your comfort zone, you're boxing yourself in. You'll start focusing on things like vacation days, you'll start counting down to retirement, project deadlines, tasks, you know, and completely disconnect from your passion and your why. If you're not careful, it could become just a job and less of a career. These things don't happen overnight. But if you start to accept this comfort zone, you start shifting your focus to those things and you're boxing yourself in. So networking can prevent this from happening. It can you know, keep you connected with the industry and keep things fresh. So if you're feeling really uncomfortable right now, because I just described you a little too well, then the good news is that actively engaging in networking activities can help you reverse some of the damage. 
so you can reverse it if this hit home a little too closely. My number four reason that you should be networking is that it energizes you. It helps you continuously think creatively. You're always thinking creatively about how you show up every day for the job, the career that you're in, for the business that you have. Networking constantly keeps you energetic and really thinking about the way that you're showing up and the way that you serve. This is, like I said, targeting my business owners and my professionals. Now, I'm speaking from experience because I've been that boxed-in person, and I know too well what that feels like. That's why I was able to describe it so well. And I've also experienced this energetic, this energized, creative feeling that comes from actively engaging in networking activities. All right, so my number five, my final reason, not that these are the only ones, but the ones I chose to highlight, is you don't know what you don't know. (laughs) So if you're not connecting with people, learning about what they're doing, then you're just accumulating a pile of missed opportunities. I hope you're hearing me. You don't know what you don't know, because if you're not connecting with people, if you're not learning about what other people are doing in the industry, then you are accumulating a pile of missed opportunities. Likewise, if you're not connecting with others and sharing your work, if you're not sharing what you do, you are holding back the potential for deeper connections with your network. You know, you're not sharing what you do and providing others with the opportunity to learn from you and about you and connect with you and get to know you. And I have an example for this, and I will not use a name, but I had someone, a listener of the podcast and a part of my community, a person who's in my community, reach out to me not too long ago and send an actual response in an email, start with an email. And I moved the conversation over to LinkedIn because I'd like to see, it's an easy opportunity for me to see at a quick glance, who I'm talking to, this person's background. I'm just, I love the LinkedIn platform. I'm not even going to apologize for that. There's a lot of good benefits and a lot of reasons why I love that. And you should embrace it as well. So anyway, I don't want to digress, but she sent the message there and we started to communicate. And she had a brief little question, which I responded to. And I looked through her profile and I realized, oh, she works with the National Institutes of Health NCI, which is the National Cancer Institute. It's a part of National Institutes of Health, and it's the nation's leader in cancer research. So it was interesting to me because I've been involved in a lot of cancer epidemiology. And just in the last, at the very moment that she sent that message, I was just wrapping up a project where I spent days, back-to-back days, really digging deep into the data that's produced at NCI. So the Surveillance um, Epidemiology and End Results, which is the acronym is SEER, is a program that is the authority on cancer statistics in the U.S., and it's a part of NCI. This is a little epitangent right now, but the point is, it was really relevant to me. I was kind of excited to learn that she was connected with that organization just because it was so fresh on my mind and I've been so deep into the data regarding epidemiology of cancer uh, for the U.S. So I shared that with her a little bit and, you know, she's kind of excited. And I thought, 
what a missed opportunity, potentially, because she didn't mention it to me. She just approached me to ask her a question. But because I took the extra step to kind of get to know a little bit about who I was speaking with, I realized, oh, wow, we have something in common here that made it reciprocal. So I answered her question. She knew what she wanted for me because I was visible and she knew about me, but I wanted to know about her. So once I looked at her profile, which was done very well, by the way, um, I was able to see what she's doing, you know, where, where she worked, what she's involved in. And it was interesting to me and it provided me with something of a little added value, a little bit of a deeper connection because I'm going to remember her. That conversation goes into a different place because it was the information was reciprocated. You know, she was able to connect with me. I was able to then further connect with her. And I know I'm breaking this down and going really deep on this, but I cannot tell you how many times I've witnessed these missed opportunities because if someone connects with me and their profile is lacking, I have no idea who I'm talking with, which means I don't have an opportunity to connect deeper. And it did not take a lot of time. It was just at a moment's glance. So I can guarantee you if there was anything that comes up that triggers my mind, if I happen to see or hear something that I think she would be interested in, she's going to pop in my mind. And because we're connected, I may send her a link or share something. That's what networking does. It's not that you go in with an agenda. She didn't even come to me with, she had a question that was, it was a comment led to a question. It was a simple exchange, but because of that, you know, little added bit of information and because I'm practicing, I'm taking these steps to get to know people a little bit better. I mean, she took the first step to reach out, but then I took the extra step to then, you know, look back a little bit. That provides a deeper connection. When you get into the habit of doing this, taking these actions, it doesn't mean that every single message that comes by, you have to dissect it. That's not what I mean. It's just a general habit of, you know, taking the next step, doing a little bit more, receiving the information, giving the information. It provides the opportunity to learn more about people. So again, my number five tip, you don't know what you don't know. If you're not connecting with people, learning about what they do, then you're just accumulating a pile of missed opportunities. I really hope you get that point, okay? So those are my five tips. I'm going to take a moment and just go through some of the feedback that my guests have provided regarding networking. So I went back through my show notes, not necessarily just what is provided on the website, but I went through my own notes. And I found several episodes. It's I have a lot of episodes now. I get to say that since I've passed 100 episodes, I get to brag about the fact that I have so many episodes to go through. But I did sift through and I looked at the interviews that I've conducted where my guests had mentioned or talked about uh, with a little bit of context, uh, networking, the importance of networking. Because if you notice, whenever I interview someone on the podcast, I first want them to share their journey so that you can hear that exposure of all the possibilities in public health, right? The careers and what people are doing. And then I ask them to share some tips, some strategies for students, for graduates. I always ask that question because it's for you. I want you to get that information. And I noticed a common theme among the feedback that I received from my guests. So I went back through my notes to look for the guests that specifically talked about networking. So I'm going to go through a couple of those examples. And again, this is going to be provided on the show notes page 
So you'll have a chance to go back through this on your own time. But for right now, I'm just going to mention briefly. So in episode 63, Dr. Kathy Troisi was my guest, and she's an infectious disease epidemiologist and a professor at the University of Texas School of Public Health. And she recommended getting involved with your professional organizations, for example, American Public Health Association, which is where I met Kathy, and she is very involved with the American Public Health Association. So she was talking about getting involved with your professional associations and provides a great networking opportunities and you can volunteer for a variety of experiences, of course, building skills banks. So she talked about the importance of um, networking in her feedback. In episode 45, I had Dr. Oscar Allen. Dr. Oscar Allen was the senior advisor of public health programming at the National Association of County and City Health officials, commonly referred to as NACHO, N-A-C-C-H-O. He has been promoted since that podcast interview, and he is now the chief of programs and services at NACHO. So one of the tips he shared on the podcast was to join professional associations at the national and local level. He said that these provide networking, mentorship, shadowing opportunities to help you break out of the pack, really stand out. Um, he talked quite a bit about the importance of networking. On episode 67, I had Dr. Toby Levin. And Dr. Levin discusses her journey, of course, into public health and her work as an epidemiologist in the county health department. She talks about lab work, academia, and so much more. But one of her tips that she shared on the podcast was the importance of networking. You must network. And then in episode 79, I interviewed Dr. Jasmine Ward. Now, Dr. Ward is the founder of Black Ladies in Public Health, and Black Ladies in Public Health is a global community of Black women who are interested in our training and working in public health. She has experience as a professor, a community health leader, an advocate, and a public health entrepreneur. And her advice on the podcast regarding networking was to network inside and outside the public health field in an effort to understand what you have to offer, not just in the field, but beyond, to also collaborate um, so that you can build capacity really early on and value relationships, all networking. And she really spent a good time talking about the importance of that. She's a living example of that. She's amazing. So in podcast episode 84, I interviewed Dr. Monique Brown. Now, Dr. Brown is a professor, researcher. She owns a consulting business and she hosts a podcast. She is passionate about HIV research, uh, mental health, trauma, and aging. She lives near me. So um, it's exciting to be able to talk to her because we've had lunch together. In fact, we're making plans to get together again soon. She shares some valuable tips and advice for public health students, professionals, and those interested in starting a business. And her feedback on the podcast was network, network, network. So sometimes she said the, the best positions are landed through who you know, not only what you know. So that's really important. It doesn't eliminate the, the need to be qualified and have the experience, but she really pointed out how important it is that who you know makes an impact on, you know, your job opportunities in addition to what you know. She said, attend conferences, seminars, workshops, and network. You know, networking on social media can also help build relationships with classmates and professors. 
And, uh, you know, those connections will more than likely help you as you pursue your public health career. That was her advice. I interviewed, let's see, episode 87, I interviewed Rosalie Aguilar. Rosalie is the National Project Coordinator for Salud America, which is the national Latino-focused organization that creates culturally relevant research-based stories, videos, focus organizations, and information materials. And it's for the support of healthy changes to policies and systems and environments where Latino children and families can live equitably and learn and work and play. So she said to attend networking events and conferences and get training and skills that make you marketable. Anything you can do to set yourself apart will be a big plus. Huge, huge emphasis on networking. Episode 94, I interviewed Christy Van Horn. She is the CEO of CVH Consulting. You may remember her from the very first Public Health Consulting and Entrepreneurship Expo that I held, where she was one of my co-hosts. She said to make sure to network and create opportunities while you're in school. Big, big, big deal. And then in episode 95, I had, I interviewed Leah Roman and Leah of uh, Roman Public Health Consulting. You may also remember Leah from my very first Public Health Consulting and Entrepreneurship Expo, um, where she was also one of the co-hosts. And Leah mentioned that about 90% of her consulting work has come from personal relationships and word of mouth. That's networking. You know, as uh, her former employers and colleagues found out that she was consulting you know, that kind of trickled around, but that's a result of networking. She recommends that aspiring consultants spend some time examining the quality of their current professional network. That was the feedback she provided. Now let's pull this all together. You can tell I'm getting really pumped up about this, but I care so much about this topic. I just want you to get it. So if only a handful of you really get it, then it's worth all the effort. So let's pull it together. All of the examples that I've just shared with you are a result of my networking efforts. When I met these people, I didn't know that they would become guests on my podcast. That was not my goal or intention when I met them. Some of the connections are a result of my direct reaching out and others are a result of me responding to them and their connection messages or or greetings in person. If I had not leveled up my networking efforts, I never would have started this podcast. Now, I mentioned to you, this is two years. This episode marks two years of the podcast. And if I had not leveled up my networking efforts two years ago, and in, in the process from the beginning to now, I never would have started the practice, uh, this podcast. You would have not heard the public health career journeys and stories from my guests over the last two years. I've had people tell me that they started businesses and podcasts as a result of interacting with me and my business and my podcast. If I had not leveled up my networking efforts, these new podcasters would not have met me or been inspired and encouraged by me to start their own podcasts and businesses. Sometimes it helps me to remember that it's not about me. 
when I feel like I don't want to network or I don't want to do something or put myself out there or respond or put the effort in, although I love doing it now, but sometimes leveling up makes you feel uncomfortable. Sometimes it helps me remember that it's not about me. I have to level up because I'm here to serve. Think about it. If you're not networking, then who is missing out and not benefiting from having met you? Who is waiting to hear your story? Who is waiting to be inspired by you? This is why I'm challenging all of you to level up your professional networking actions, your strategy. I have two programs that can help you do exactly that if you need help. Okay, the first one is Optimizing LinkedIn for Professional Networking and Public Health. It's a step-by-step beginner's guide to setting up and optimizing your profile, getting found by the right recruiters and professionals, and finding clients and business connections, and growing your network on LinkedIn, specifically for public health. The second program is Professional Networking at Public Health Conferences. Now, this program is for students, graduates, professionals in public health, including business owners. If you're planning to attend a big or small conference within the next six months, give or take, you'll learn simple strategies for effective networking before, during, and after the conference so that you can develop your own professional networking plan for your next public health conference. You can choose each program individually. Or you can put them together as a bundle. You can enroll you know, as a bundle. Um, they work exceptionally well together. As a community, students, professionals of all levels, let's take our networking efforts to the next level. The links to everything that I've discussed, including the programs that I mentioned, can be found on the show notes page for this episode which is episode 104. So go to drchhuntley.com, click on the podcast tab from the main menu, and from there navigate to episode 104 and you'll find the show notes. If you've enjoyed this coaching episode and this professional networking challenge, then please share it within your network. Use social media or just email Just share it so that your community can benefit as well. I know we've covered a lot and I appreciate your attention. All right, everyone. Until next time, have a fantastic rest of your day. Thank you for listening to the Public Health Epidemiology Careers Podcast at drchuntley.com.